It's Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, Mead's going to be sleeping with the demons again. Plus, calling your coworker a cunt on a hot mic. It's raining diarrhea somewhere in Minnesota and having an $800 meltdown over a $10 fine. All this with your voicemails today. I'm not going to die because I'm a careless fairy. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Oh, shit all over your face, baby. That's the best way to do it. Crystal meth loosens up your butthole. And I love the aftertaste of semen in my mouth. Yes, Tim Hansen back here with you for the Wednesday episode of DV. Got a great one for you. Uh, you know, a recent criticism of Distorted View Daily has been that uh, I am keeping mead behind a paywall. I only talk about Mead Skelton on Sideshow exclusive episodes, which, again, is a a total coincidence. I'm not doing it on purpose. I don't really think people are going to sign up for lifetime memberships just to hear me do an impression of Mead Skelton laughing. Yeah. Yeah. The real reason why I seem to uh, like to talk about Mead on Tuesdays is because, you know, Mead occasionally does live streams on Sunday. But at that point, I'm already done recording Monday's show or I'm in the process of it and I've already locked down all of the content I'm going to be talking about. 
so I push it off to the next day, which, of course, is Tuesday. There, there's your stupid explanation. We are going to rectify the situation, though, today because recently Mead has produced some new Patreon-exclusive content. <laughs> it's a new Meadcast. Oh, it's very exciting. Uh, before we get into that, I do want to read you just a little bit from Mead's Discord, where he posted a picture of Dan Schneider. I'm pretty sure we talked about Dan. Uh, Dan used to be a uh, actor. He was on that TV show, Head of the Class. Some of you old fucks might remember that if you were around in the uh, mid to late 80s. He is now more well-known for doing stuff behind the camera, uh, being executive producer, a writer, director. He has been obscenely successful in the children-slash-tween television category. He created Drake and Josh, Zoe 101, iCarly, Sam and Cat, all of those awful, unwatchable Nickelodeon shows, right? Now, as many of you know, there's been some allegations against Dan Schneider, mostly that he's into underage girls' feet. For some reason, in all of his shows, there's a lot of bare feet being shown. Now, to be fair, there was an investigation done. The dude left Nickelodeon, but the investigation did not reveal any weird sex stuff. But uh, he was verbally abusive and prone to tantrums and angry emails. That's why he and Nickelodeon parted ways, but uh, it's the foot thing that people on the internet like to latch onto uh, regarding Dan Schneider. And Mead posted a picture of Dan in his Discord and said, quote, Do I really look like this fat Jewish pedophile? Someone by the name of Snarky said, No, LOL. And Mead replied, uh, Some girl at work said I reminded her of him. She was a negress and kind of young, so I can see why she'd make that mistake. I don't even know what that means. Why is it understandable that a black person would mix Mead up with Dan Schneider? Is he saying like all like black people think all fat white people look the same? It's kind of true. Or is he saying because she's young? That that's why he understands that she made the mistake. It's, v it's very unclear. Snarky asked, "Who is that?" Uh, regarding the picture. And uh, Mead said, that's Dan Schneider. He's a Jewish pedophile. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing Mead knows about Dan Schneider. I'm pretty sure if you ask Mead about anyone, you give him any name, the first thing he's going to mention is their weight and ethnicity. Yeah, he says, he's a Jewish pedophile, as if there's any other kind. You know, we have fun with Mead, you know, in his audio, playing his videos and stuff, but uh, sometimes it's easy to forget that he's just an awful person. Right here, he's saying all Jews are pedophiles. Where the hell is the 1-800-TIP line for the Anti-Defamation League when you need it? Oh, I've got a great lead for you people. All right, let's get into uh, Mead's video. Right off the bat, Mead once again showcases how effeminate and vain he is by talking about uh, his hair and his looks. Course, I know it's been so long since I've done a podcast. Well, folks, I was having such a good hair day today. I, just, I thought I'd turn on the camera since I look so beautiful. Decided to do one. Yeah. You know, I got lots of compliments about my hair today at work. What an emotional roller coaster work must have been for Mead. First being compared to Dan Schneider, the fat pedophile. And then being complimented about his hair. Well, I used a shampoo called Biotin. I've been uh -huh. using it for three weeks. Formulated by Jews. Jews tend to have very thick hair. And it's giving me the most full and luscious hair. 
Yeah, I feel my hair is as good as it was when I was 30. Again, masculine guys, alpha males simply don't talk like this. My hair is luscious. It's flowing. I've got the hair of a 30-year-old girl. And I'm also using uh, something called Tresemme in a very manly way. That makes me think he's using it as lube when he masturbates in the shower. How the hell else do you use shampoo in a manly way? Are you fucking the shampoo bottle, Mead? And, you know, just to give my hair a little oomph. Oh. So I will be sharing more beauty secrets with y'all. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Who talks this gay aside from gay men? <laughs> In a very manly way, of course. Sure. Uh, Mead's beauty tips. That's a perfect name for your segment. It really gets across that this is a video series for men by men. Mead's beauty tips. Jesus Christ, what a fruit. Nice for people. You know, I have to look good for my fans, for my many fans. I oh, don't want to yeah. see an old haggard me. I have to look good for my close-up. <laughs> uh, and I've been trying to lose weight as uh, well. Of course, that, that's that been a that's that's been a long time coming, hasn't it, folks? <laughs> now, in the last video, Mead was talking about how much weight he's lost. He's like, it may not look like it because I was wearing a big baggy shirt. It's just because I've lost so much weight. None of my shirts fit me anymore. I'm swimming in these things. I need to go down a dress size. You know, he says manly things like that. I need to go blouse shopping. And then in this video, which is what? Just a few, like a week or two later, Mead says this. But I'm doing a lot better. I really am. I just had a, a little bit of setback. But oh. In the past week or two, he's had a huge setback. Look, I used to do the same thing. I used to get on here and be like, guys, I am starting to lose weight. I've already lost 10 pounds. Well, 10 pounds is nothing. Uh, you know, I piss 10 pounds in a morning. Weight fluctuates. So don't get too excited when you lose a pound or two. It might not be a trend. The next time you're on the, the scale, you might realize, oh, my God, well, now I'm up four pounds. Um, you know? yeah. So I'm doing better. Also, folks, I will, stay, I will be staying at a haunted hotel. Ah, now we know, folks. We know what uh, we know. What ghosts are, right? They're demons. So I accidentally booked the most haunted room in the hotel. I can't wait for me to get raped by a succubus again. And uh, I said, "Uh oh," because I, you know, read the reviews. Well, first of all, my thought was, "Why is this hotel so cheap?" I mean, it's got excellent reviews. It's not located anywhere near a bridge. Um, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's everything Mead looks for in a hotel: cheap and no bridges. If you're new here, uh, Mead is deathly afraid of bridges, especially crossing bridges. He has canceled gigs and hotel stays because it required him to to uh, traverse a bridge. There, there were no alternate routes. As a matter of fact, when he does book a hotel, he requests a no bridge view. I don't even want to open my windows and see one of those things. Ugh, it gives me the heebie-jubies. Nothing scares me more than bridges and Jews. That's why he he says jupies. I mean, why? Be jupies. Why, why is it only hundred dollars a night to stay at this luxury hotel? Well, come to come to come to see, come to come discover. To it was come filled to... with ghosts. You know, because this hotel was used as a field hospital during the war between the states. <laughs> well, folks, I want a peaceful night's sleep, and I don't want any demons bothering me in my sleep. Okay. That really goes without saying. No one wants that. 
No one calls a hotel asking to book a room where the most murders possible took place. I'm looking for a room with two queen beds and the worst possible energy. Just dark, darkness. Not after what happened last time. Like, not tonight, demon. I've got a headache. <laughs> All right, so I'll be bringing my Bible with me and my cross, but I'll be doing some videos from there. Oh, I and, cannot wait. Well, anyway, I'll be staying in the Robert E. Lee room. Of course he will. And Robert E. Lee, I don't think he stayed there, but uh, General Jubal Early did, the Confederate general. Well, that's kind of false advertising then calling it the robert e lee room that's like if you were like a teenage girl and you're all excited because you got that taylor swift room at a hotel and then you come to find out only her road manager stayed there it's you know just not as exciting anymore they also had some other guests too now um soldiers from both the union and confederate were there but it was used as a hospital so you can imagine how much it stunk you know <laughs> a lot of blood everywhere and limbs and all the amputees Go on, Mead. I want to hear more about this luxury hotel. Mutations and limbs in the same. I wonder why it's so inexpensive. It smells like blood still. Everywhere and limbs, limbs and all yeah. the amputees, yeah. amputations and limbs in the ceiling. Later on, after the war, the building was used as an insane asylum. And then in the 1940s, the building was almost tore down completely because they found out that it was all built on an ancient Native American burial ground. Yeah, so many Indians were slaughtered here. <laughs> yeah, savages. <laughs> you know, it was a dreadful war, right, folks? Yeah, most war is. It's not pleasant. You know, people die. War isn't that nice. Occasionally, it's awful. The other thing I wanted to mention about Mead's podcast is uh, me talking about his dad's birthday coming up. Now, Sunday, this Sunday, is my daddy's birthday. He'll be turning 89 years old. Oh, boy. And he was. I worry for Mead. I really do. First of all, we never see Mead's father. Occasionally, I get weird Norman Bates mother vibes. You know, like, you know, his dad's really been dead for five, ten years. Mead is just collecting the social security checks. Mead has propped up the skeletal corpse in the corner of, uh, you know, his bedroom or something. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, even if Mead's dad is alive. Tick tock, tick tock, Mead. He doesn't have much time left, and you're dependent on him. I mean, I hope, I hope he's figuring out something, like what his next thing is going to be, like where he's going to live, how he's going to support himself. Close to my age, when I was born, actually, was a little older than me when he when I was born. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was about forty five years old when I was born, and so that Yikes. was. Uh, Back in those days, that was, well... I thought, you know, my parents were old when they had me. You know, my mom was 38 or 39. Nowadays, it's not that unusual for a woman in her late 30s, early 40s to be giving birth. Back then, it was weird. I thought my parents were ancient. And I'll be making it nice for him, folks. And so pray for my dad. He's got a little bit of a touch of dementia. Mm. But other than... I'm sure that'll clear right up in a few weeks. You know how dementia is. It's like a scratchy throat. One day you have it, the next day it's all gone poof. No! It's only going to get worse. I hope Mead's siblings step in and, and help him out here. And, uh, you know, other than the dementia, he's pretty good. Fit as a fiddle, just a touch of the dementia, a little bit of pancreatic cancer, diabetes one and two. Although we down here in the South say he's got a case of the sugars. What else? Oh, his eyeball has fallen out of the socket. I don't think that's a big deal. I just popped it right back in. 
If he doesn't turn his head too fast, it stays in there pretty good, yeah. Other than that, he's a healthy 89-year-old. His skin is translucent. Uh, sometimes he sits around in his underwear, but haven't we all done that from time to time? Yes, but he does that at a Bob Evans restaurant. That's not normal. Uh, as long as he doesn't go outside in his underwear. I told him, Daddy, you can't go outside in your underwear. Have to put on something before you go outside. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Mead's dad's doing great. Um, so <laughs> hopefully when I get to be his age, I won't be, uh, you know, I'll have a little bit more pep. There's some more of that signature Mead Skelton naive optimism, thinking he's going to make it to 89. Okay. Well, there you go. That's uh, Mead's newest podcast for patrons. I'll provide a link on the show notes today if you'd like to support Mead over there on Patreon. He posts uh, usually about once a month, but oh boy, are they doozies. All right, uh, let's move on. I've got a great police body cam video here of a guy simply getting pulled over because he didn't have his seatbelt on. It quickly escalates. Now, you have to understand... Wherever the hell this is at, Wisconsin, maybe, I don't know. Uh, the fine for not having your seatbelt on is insignificant. It is it is super tight. It's like $10 as long as there aren't other charges attached. Like, you know, he was speeding. You know, that's going to tack on a, a bunch of money, right? But if it's just driving around with no seatbelt, the police pulls you over. It's almost like a warning. You just pay $10. This guy who got pulled over was not wearing his seatbelt. As the cops were getting out of their car, the driver puts his seatbelt on. And the cops even noticed that. They're like, look what this guy's trying to do, right? Uh, so here is the interaction. WRT is with the Racine County Sheriff's Office. Stop because your seatbelt isn't on. And we're actually out. You put it on when we're pulling it behind you. I watched you. That's not true. And he looked your body was good. foiling forward, sir, when you took the turn on. I watched you put it on. We're not going to argue about a $10 seatbelt ticket. Hey, it's right here. Okay. Driver's license and insurance. Yeah, he keeps showing the seatbelt. Like, look, it's on. He's like, right. But we just told you. We, we saw you put it on. I'm not giving you enough. It's not. Driver's not license and insurance, sir. You're going to make this more difficult than it has to be. Your driver's license and insurance, sir. Do you see? This? Sir, do you want to well, be forced to ask me you are not wearing a seatbelt? That's not true. I have this on. Driver's license and insurance, sir. The police asks for his driver's license about 20 times. Again, thankfully, the driver of this car is white, so at no point was he dragged out of the vehicle. Driver's license and insurance, sir. You're making a big driver's license and insurance, sir. You're making a bigger deal out of this than it has to be. Yeah, he's really annoying the cops at this point. Like he's pointing out the, the officer's glasses. I like your glasses. What are they, Oakley's? For my seatbelt? Yes. Man? Yep. Why? Well, I have my seatbelt You have a traffic violation. Your seatbelt was not on, sir, so can you have your driver's license and insurance? This goes on for a couple minutes, and then there's, like, a switch that goes off in this guy's head, and that switch is destroy everything. He becomes uh, very erratic. Because I watched you put him on, sir. Now please put him on where I'm going to ask you to step out of the vehicle. And when I do so, that's a lawful order. This and if I have to, I can forcefully remove you from the vehicle, sir. So he, you can't see this, obviously, because it's an audio program, but he has his own sunglasses. He's very obsessed with sunglasses. He's got sunglasses on his, on the top of his head which he promptly grabs and smashes. And if I have to, I can forcefully remove you them. from the vehicle, sir. I All right? broke my glasses. You like that? Yeah. Huh? $150 fucking glasses. Oh, that's your problem. <laughs> hey, you're acting like a child right you now. my money? Here. You're acting like a child. I want your driver's license and your insurance. So he takes out his wallet, 
grab some money. The thing I have. Here's my money. Here's my You're money. acting like a child, sir. Here's my card. Here's everything. Your driver's license, sir. Hand Take it to me. Money. Take my money. Take this too. Yeah, no. Take that Your driver's license. Now he's ripping up his money. Listen, sir. He's, he's destroying all my stuff. Ruining my holiday. Yeah. You should be a sub that I'm doing. Ripping up the money. I spent $500 for my fucking family. That's great. Huh? Driver's license, sir. Again, this is over a $10 fine. He has so far ripped up more than $10. Nothing. Are you, are you intoxicated, sir? Bullshit. What kind of drugs are you on, sir? Well, here, here's a, you need this too. We'll just rip that up too. What kind of drugs are you on, sir? He's just grabbing everything out of his wallet and ripping it up. Driver's license. Go get it. Take it. Take whatever I'm not you want. going into your vehicle, take, sir. Take my, take my Can I have your driver's line. license, please? Let's rip all this up too. Got enough now. Thank you, sir. There we go. Finally, his what? There's another woman in the in the car, by the way. She's pretty quiet. <laughs> She's just watching this all play out. Uh, she grabs the driver's license because that's one thing he couldn't tear up, you know. Uh, so it was just sort of flung onto the dashboard. So she hands it to her husband, and her husband hands it to the police officer. That's all the police officer wanted. Appreciate it. Yeah. So you can take so, my money. So you can take my money. Remain in the vehicle, sir. I'll be back take up my with money. you. Okay. I have my seatbelt on. You take my fucking money. I'm not a psychologist. I mean, there, we do have some psychologists or, or psych majors or something who listen to this podcast. What the hell's going on here? Why is he acting like this? Again, it's over $10. The police said it's going to be like $10. Is it that he was caught in a lie and, and that's why he's he's upset? They're calling him out on his bullshit about putting on the, the, the seatbelt. And they're accusing me of something. That's bullshit. Again, it seems like he's trying to change the argument. He's like, look, I got my seatbelt on. Yes, at now you do. But your car is also stopped. When it was, you know, on the highway, you didn't have your seatbelt on. Give me a on. ticket. You pulled up on your seatbelt on. That's exactly what's happening. This video is 10 minutes long, and we're only three minutes into it. The rest of the video is pretty much the same. It's just the guy saying, I have my seatbelt on. Can't you see? Yeah, it's see? Wisconsin, everywhere else it is a lot of Wisconsin. That's why you get a citation for not wearing it when you pull on your hair. Give me a citation on camera for someone that you pull up on a stop and have your seatbelt on. Okay. How's that going to fly in court? I, when you go to court then, I will be there and I will testify to the fact yeah. that you do not have your seatbelt on, sir. Freaking out over a $10 ticket. Not only was he freaking out over the $10 ticket, he destroyed some of his own property that he, he says was well over $10. $100 sunglasses? It's $10, all right? $10 for the yeah. And you're freaking out over 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Yep, because we're doing a click it or ticket campaign. That's why we're out here. If you take some of your money together, maybe they'll help you out with yeah. that. All right. Non-mandatory court date of August 11, 2022 at 2 p.m. at the Racine County Circuit you Court. Want $10, give me $10. We don't post bond here, all right? I think it finally clicked with him. Excuse the seatbelt bun there. That the, the, the ticket was only going to be $10. like, $10? Yeah, you're having a temper tantrum over $10, destroying $300 worth of property and cash. Speaking of overreactions, I've got a short clip here uh, of an interaction that took place at a grocery store where a senior citizen pushing her cart accidentally bumped into a man's foot. Now, he's just wearing those like cheap ass flip flops and his toes are exposed. And he's saying that the old person ran him over. Shut up. Don't be rude. Okay. 
laughing. Dude, it's what kind of lady does that? It's a thick-headed thing. It's rude. Moron. Look at this. You're a fucking idiot. You fucking angel. Dude, take a look at it. What you? Yeah, every, there's a lot of people surrounding this guy calling him an idiot because he's making such a big deal about this. Take a look at this. Look at it on freaking crushed toes. Look at my baby toe. It's mangled. His toe looks fine, by the way. I'm sure it hurts because it was, you know, bumped into or run over by a shopping cart. But again, it's a little old lady pushing it. Tell that to my broken freaking toes. It's broken now. It's negligence. Negligence. It's negligence causes harm. Dude, you're so thick-headed. Whatever, you're thick-headed. You're fucking pissed by shit somewhere else, dude. Go, get the fuck out of here. Now it's just men screaming at one another. I would never do if that. you're so worried and concerned about the, the safety of your little tootsie toes, don't wear open-toed fucking sandals or flip-flops or whatever. You're supposed to be a grown-ass man. Act like it. Dress like it. This isn't a day at the beach. You're at a Costco. Man the fuck up. Couple other short clips before we get into the news today. I thought this was kind of interesting. A uh, right-wing radio host, really probably a podcaster, uh, you know, this woman is not on the real radio, that's for fucking sure. She has devised a uh, rudimentary litmus test to prove whether or not a conservative is a true conservative or a rhino. A rhino, of course, I learned that this year. It, a rhino is Republican in name only. A lot of times uh, Trump supporters will throw that term around, rhino, when uh, a Republican comes out and says something negative against Trump or uh, they don't agree with something Trump is saying or doing. I think this is great information. We need to know who we're dealing with. A grab em by the pussy Republican or just a pussy Republican? Who that actually can think of all the people who that actually consider themselves conservatives that actually get angry at people like Donald Trump, people like myself. When I said <coughs> that the test of a rhino is saying the word faggot and seeing if they wince or not, what I'm saying is you're testing out whether or not they are pro-PC culture. If they are pro-PC culture, then they're not pro-free speech, okay? That's what I meant by using the word faggot. Of course, Right Wing Watch released it, um, which is fine. I mean, it, it just made me look more based, which is, you know, whatever. But here's the thing. There, are a lot of, there were conservatives that got mad at me and said, oh, I don't believe you should use the word faggot. Okay, then don't use it. But the fact that you went out of your way to tell me that tells me two things. One, that you have no life. And two, that you're not a real conservative. Only real conservatives use the word faggot. Is there anything worse than a compassionate conservative? That's a Republican in name only. All they were saying is like, look, it's a, it's a free country. You can say whatever you want, but uh, maybe calling someone a faggot isn't the nicest thing you can do. You come off sounding like an asshole. Her argument is uh, only true patriots use the word faggot, and they use the word often. You're a patriot if you use the word faggot. If you actually physically bash a faggot, we'll put you on a ballot somewhere. You'll be a candidate for something. State, federal election, whatever we got. We'll find an opening for you. We like the cut of your jib. Somewhat related is our final clip today where a protester is standing outside of RuPaul's DragCon LA. I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently there is a drag queen convention. You'd think uh, out of all the places in America, these people could feel safe. Los Angeles would be it. 
But no, there were still protesters. Is this TJ's father? He was always calling his wife retarded. I'm kind of thankful that whole monkeypox thing happened not too long ago, where like a lot of gay people were getting monkeypox because this at least gives protesters some new material to work with. I mean, for years it's always a, it's always been you know you're gonna die of AIDS. God created AIDS, you know, to eliminate the queers, and now they've got something new. They got monkeypox to bring up. You're a man. Everything about you says you're a man. You will never have a God-given breast. You will never have a God-given vagina. This guy doesn't understand. There's like, there's a difference between being trans and dressing in drag. For most people, you know, just d- dressing in drag is a fun thing. It's a performance thing. It's very, very gay. Don't get me wrong. But they don't actually want to be a woman. I'm sure there are, like, some that do. But for the most part, drag is just performative, right? That nuance is lost with, with the religious folk. They don't care to know that. Thank your daddy wasn't a homo. You need to thank your father he wasn't a homo. If your father was a homo, you would have never been born. Oh, it's time for you to, it's time for you to thank your father he wasn't a lesbian. He's making some great points here about uh, your father not being a homo. You need to shut up. You need to hear the word of God. Idiots. Idiots. You look like the Joker. Idiots. Let me play a little bit of TJ's father, just for comparison. I was getting some vibes there. Anybody that can do that to their husband, what you're doing to me is mental. You've done a lot to me, so just shut up. I don't need this. My stuff is all right. They're fighting about the fact, you know, TJ's mother, <laughs> longtime listeners of the show know all about TJ. TJ's this guy who would film his parents fighting. His mom <laughs> loved rabbits and had like, I don't know, like 20 cages of rabbits in the living room alone. It stunk. There's flies in the house, and the father's just trying to open the windows to uh, get some fresh air. Why infested rat holes? <laughs> flies for your dog killing by opening up the windows. She's saying it's not the disgusting, filthy conditions in the house causing the flies. It's it's because TJ's dad opened the window. That's how that's how the flies are coming in. Oh, oh, what am I supposed to do? Why it's so nasty in here? You face your mouth. What's great about TJ's parents is that they never fight about the same thing for too long. It, you know, it switches. It's like a minute talking about how the, the house stinks and has flies. I guess somebody ate all the fucking cookies, right? Now, now someone ate the cookies. Did you eat all the cookies? The Oreos that were in here. Yeah, well, they were in. All right, I guess they were TJ's in. I don't know how I was eating last night. I guess. Excuse me for living. And then, like, not more than 10 seconds later. You backstabbing bitch! <laughs> Fucking backstabbing bitch! 
stabby bitch! I don't know what they're fighting about now. If this is still about the Oreos or not. Sean Fagan, here we go! Right, Lace? Oh, I can never do that to my Tom! Yeah, you are! You're tearing my heart the fuck out! And you're taking that! What do you call that, Lace? Fuck you, you fucking ignorant fucking backstabbing bitch! <laughs> I gotta isolate that audio. That's gonna be a sound clip. Oh, it's good to hear TJ and friends. I'm not sure why this guy, why, why, why his dad reminded me of the protester here. You need to shut up. You need to hear the word of God. Idiots. Idiots. You look like the yeah. Joker. I guess it's kind of the way he said idiot. Someone, I think in the Discord recently was like, hey, I miss TJ's parents. You should talk about them again. I think maybe that's why they're in my head. But wow, I forgot how great they were together. A modern day Romeo and Juliet. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I fucked up news right now. If you're not yet members of the Sideshow, what are you waiting for? Support this program. This is how I make my living. This is how the show continues. Memberships are very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. What do you get for that tiny little insignificant price? Well, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Typically on Tuesday and Thursday. Yesterday's podcast was Sideshow exclusive. Tomorrow we'll be doing another one. Sign up right now so you don't miss a thing. Uh, when you go to superfreaksideshow.com, you can pay with uh, all major credit cards and PayPal. You get access to a special little password-protected RSS feed that you can plug in with most podcasting apps. It's got to support, like, username and passwords and premium feeds and all that. For an even easier way to get brand new uh, exclusive shows alongside the free episodes, uh, if you use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can now sign up right in those apps. It's very easy. I know in the uh, the case of Apple Podcasts, it's just like one or two taps and you're subscribed. You can pay with uh, Apple Pay, which is awesome. For more information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. The final way to help support DV, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And yes, we've got some patrons checking in today. But before we get into the voicemails, we got to do the news. First story I have for you. Well, a local New York anchor is now without a job, and it's all thanks to a hot mic. Yes, New York anchor Ken Rosado was fired from ABC7 for allegedly referring to his co-anchor, Shirlene Alicott, with a four-letter word. The anchor of Eyewitness News this morning was immediately fired after he called her a cunt on a hot mic. I scoured the internet trying to find audio of that. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it was made available, so this will have to do. Oh, yeah? Well, you're a cunt! How'd I do? That's a clip from some 90s movie called Citizen Ruth. Just pretend it was a, a male, news-sounding man saying that. You get the idea. I mean, you've heard people say cunt before, right? All right. Uh, Rosado was off the air when he allegedly uttered the word. So we, we, it wasn't during a broadcast. So they should cut this guy some slack, you know? Uh, insiders previously said his remarks were picked up on an open mic and he was immediately let go. Again, is this really a fireable offense? 
I mean, okay, for most jobs, that's probably the case. HR would definitely get involved. But news anchors are known to be crotchety assholes. At 11, pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? That is an angry fuck. What the fuck? And that was live, right? That, That promo aired. There's just been so many examples of news anchors and reporters fighting or swearing. People who live there are not satisfied with this explanation. Right. So what do you want now? Well, if I have to teach you how to be a reporter, Ali, I'll do that later. Oh, why don't you do that later, Jim? Uh, I think the lady expressed herself, and uh, you're not here, you're there. Would, is there any question you'd like me to ask her? And no, I, I, I'll, I'll give you lessons on how to become a reporter later no, I'll on. give you some lessons on how to be an editor, because I was your boss once. Yeah, you were, and are no longer. How did that happen? Uh, well, I don't Here's know. Here's Aaron Two ancient old newsmen going at it. A spokesman for ABC replied with no comment about the event. Rosado's reps would not confirm or deny that he referred to his colleague with the C word. At first, there were rumors that the anchor was caught on the uh, mic making racial remarks. His representative quickly said being fired for any racial slur is 100 percent inaccurate and untrue. Ken Rosado had a benchmark of 20 years at WABC of supporting all equality including women's equality, even though some of them are raging cunts. Women have the right to be cunts. That's all I'm saying. As for the upper management over there at WABC7, they said uh, the anchor would not be returning to the anchor desk. Rosado anchored the morning news program with Alicott, Heather O'Rourke, and meteorologist Sam Champion. The station has yet to publicly announce his exit, but the general manager informed staffers that Rosado is no longer with WABC, but we thank him for his years of service. Rosado's bio and a profile on him from September 2020 were removed from the station's website last week. His last tweet from the anchor desk was on May 2nd. So there you go. Cunt got him fired. Second story we have for you today. This one comes from Burnsville, Minnesota. Some South Metro residents say Monday was just like any other day until some foul-smelling stuff fell from the sky. Is God taking a dookie on Minnesota? Yes, and it's well-deserved. Carissa Brown was waiting in the drive through line at the Caribou Coffee off of Highway 13 and Cliff Road in Burnsville. Oh, my God, I miss Caribou. It used to be here in the, Uni- uh, in the United States, in, uh, in Ohio, and then they up and left, but uh, supposedly they're coming back. For those of you that live in the Cincinnati or Columbus area, get ready. I know this is directed at very few of my listeners, and I don't know why I'm taking time out to talk about this. But if you are in the area and you're a Caribou fan, it's coming back. Now back to your regularly scheduled Distorted View Daily, where we talk about uh, shit falling onto a Caribou coffee. Yes, Carissa Brown was waiting in the drive through line at the Caribou. Quote, I was getting in line, getting my daily coffee, and all of a sudden... Brown dropped onto my vehicle. You want to get brown? You going to get brown? I don't want to get brown. You going to get brown? It was like it rained brown for a second. Boom, like that. It sounds like some solid shit. Poop hail, if you will. I got out and I went to the car in front of me and I was like, what just happened to us? And he was like, I have no idea. Brown. That's funny that her last name is Brown, too. Brown says her car and the vehicle in front of her were fully covered in brown. (laughs) You can just say poop. We all know what it is. Also, my child was with me, so I'm glad the windows weren't open. It stinked. 
That's not how you say that. It's stunk, right? Not stinked. It stinked. It stinked. It was poop. Brown didn't see a flock of birds nearby, so confusion and repulsion reigned. Quote, the odor was so strong that the woman who was handing me my coffee noted how much it smelled. I mean, my cat had something similar to it this morning. So I've had a lot today with the poop. Her poor cat has diarrhea. It has not been a good shit day. Brown says the residential area is under a flight path. I had my A&P license. I went to school to be an aircraft mechanic, and I didn't know if there was even a way to release it mid-flight. So that's why I'm a little confused, and I'm going to look into it. Despite everything, Brown completed her transaction. (laughs) That's the important thing. She got her caribou coffee. I don't blame you. It's going to take a lot to stand between me and my coffee, she laughed. This sounds like a real coffee achiever a member of the coffee generation. Brown did some internet sleuthing and believes the culpable plane was a United Airlines flight to Denver. The news also contacted the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources about this possibly being the work of a large flock of birds. I don't know. Look at the chapter artwork. You can see her entire windshield is covered in brown spots. I don't think that was the work of birds. I'll let you be the judge. Uh, And finally today, freaks, we're all familiar with the term Taco Tuesday. Did you know it's actually trademarked? Yeah, legally, a chain by the name of Taco John's owns Taco Tuesday. Guess who's not happy about that? Taco Bell, the leader in shitty taco-based fast foods. Taco Bell wants to liberate the Taco Tuesday trademark from a smaller rival chain. The Taco Chain filed a petition on Tuesday with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to cancel the trademark. That mark is owned by rival Taco John's for 34 years. I didn't realize Taco Tuesday was a thing. You know, I thought I thought the term was coined in the early 2000s or something. Also, by the way, if you live in Cincinnati, along with Caribou Coffee coming here, Taco John's opened their first uh, restaurant. Now, I've never been to a Taco John's. I'm very curious, but it is a bit of a drive. It's not like super close to me. So, freaks, have you ever been to a Taco John's? Is it better than Taco Bell? What should I get? I need advice. Maybe I'll go next Tuesday. Taco Bell claims the commonly used phrase should be freely available to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. So yeah, have you ever wondered why Taco Bell never uh, used the term Taco Tuesday or included it in their advertising? This is why. They legally can't. The use of the phrase uh, potentially subjects Taco Bell and anyone else who wants to share tacos with the world to the possibility of legal action or angry letters if they say Taco Tuesday without the express permission of Taco John's. Simply for pursuing happiness on a Tuesday, the filing said. Taco Bell added that nobody should have exclusive rights in a common phrase. Maggie Mettler, director of legal for Taco Bell's parent company, Yum Brands, said that it's using the trademark law to remedy this injustice. It's a bold brand action that we hope others are willing to support. Yeah, let's all rise up and fight Taco John's monopoly on the term Taco Tuesday. Let freedom ring, baby! Although Taco Bell's action sounds tongue-in-cheek, the company says it's serious, and it may have a strong case because Taco Tuesday has become a commonly used phrase. Taco Tuesday, but spelled T-W-O-S-D-A, was, you know, like two, like two tacos, I think you get. Taco Tuesday was coined by a Taco John's restaurant owner in the 80s to increase sales with a 99-cent deal for two tacos on its slowest day of the week. It worked, and sales turned around. 
The name uh, was tweaked to Taco Tuesday, you know, like Bidet Tuesday, and the chain trademarked the phrase in 1989, making it part of its marketing. Since then, Taco John's has defended its use of the phrase and sent cease and desist letters to others trying to use it. By the way, Taco John's is sending a big fuck you to Taco Bell over this whole thing. Taco John said, Taco John's would like to thank our worthy competitors at Taco Bell for reminding everyone that Taco Tuesday is best celebrated at Taco John's, the trademark owner of Taco Tuesday. So uh, we're going to be selling a Taco Tuesday deal of two tacos for $2 every day until May 31st. Fuck off and die, Taco Bell. Eat our shit. Although Taco John's invented the phrase that may not be a strong enough defense, the Taco Tuesday phrase is widely used by Americans in a way that has nothing to do with the defendant's restaurant. That's according to trademark attorney Josh Gerben, not to be confused with the hues of Garben. That's a heavy Bertation Thursday, which I'm trademarking. So please, everyone, refrain from using that. I will sue. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Well, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Don't forget, we've got a Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. There's a link on the main navigation bar over there at uh, distortedview.com, of course. All right, let's check in with a few patrons hey, first. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Uh, you mentioned the other day the incest acid thing. Yes, uh, this uh, woman went to meet her biological father for the first time. They're both adults. Well, obviously the father is, but the, the woman is all grown up, never knew her dad. Finally reached out to him, had a relationship online. Like They started talking and uh, they met up and then they dropped acid together and the father sexually assaulted his daughter. Um, I've taken a lot of acid in my life. Okay. Uh, I try to do it at least once a year. Being trained about once every other year. I kind of like to explore psychedelics. Okay. Um, the answer to your question is it depends entirely on the day. Um, any experience? My, qu- my question was: Look, when you because I've never I, I've never dropped acid, right? I've never taken it, so I don't know exactly what happens to you and how much uh, how how much uh, control you have over yourself and your body and what you're thinking and feeling and seeing. Like, is it possible that the father just completely lost his mind on acid and didn't realize he was fucking his daughter? Experienced user of psychedelics would tell you that um, it's totally possible that the person had, you know, recollection or experience that they've taken a tremendous amount of LSD um, or some other synthetic compound. Um, but you'd have to be pretty out of it, even on acid, um, to fuck your father. Or maybe she took so much acid that she... Um hallucinated the whole thing. She just thought her dad was trying to fuck her. Huh? Possible? Hey, it's me, Pirate Barbie. So I'm sitting here and I'm listening to an older episode and you're playing the couple in the car where the guy was talking about how he was like just conflict, whatever, something. I don't know. It was like listening to my ex-husband talk to me. I'm the best at doing this. I'm the best conflict. I resolve the best conflicts. I do this. Blah, 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 blah. Get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of him so much. It was just disgusting. And he was Sounds like your ex-husband's an asshole. The one that always started literally everything. And it always made me look like I was crazy. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, well, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And then, 
it was just spiraled out of control. And he tries to make himself like he's the good guy, the great guy. Yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some of the recordings when I can actually listen to them and not get <gasps> oh, I would love them. that. Um, but I'll send them to you, and you can listen to some of the shows that he used all the time. Oh, I would love to. That would be great. Thank you so much. Yeah, send that along to me. All right. Uh, next up here. Ooh. Hey, Timmy Boo. Something just occurred to me. Whatever happened to Sideshow member Spider? He used to no. get on video and cut his uh, girlfriend with a razor blade. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> I don't remember that. Anyway, if anyone knows... And Spider, if you hear this, call back in. Spider, we're sending out a, a bat, well, a spider signal. Are you still listening to the podcast? And if so, are you continuing to scar your girlfriend up? I bet you he's moved on to a new broad. I mean, at some point, you want to start fresh with a clean slate. Nice, pristine body. No scars on them. Just waiting to be defiled and cut. We have had some totally freaky listeners over the years. I love you all. All right, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Fuck you, you fucking ignorant, fucking backstabbing bitch. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Yes, tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.